Hello guys, it is I, King Arthur, back again for another Excalibur Acalon podcast. And this time I just want to talk about uh, something that's going on, which is something that's really ticked me off, which was hearing the endless echoes and echoes of various conservative pundits and news personalities and all of that constantly going on and on and on. Give me a second, you're going to hear noise in the background because I'm going to empty my dishwasher while I'm talking, but fuck it, I'm going to keep talking. Uh, going on and on about, um, I just want to put this thing to bed. I'm sick and tired. My entire life, my entire life so far politically, I've literally, like, this argument just will not die. This argument will not die. If you... If you listen to any right-wing media personalities for any length of time, you'll eventually run into this argument that will not fucking die. Which is, if you, you know, it's some variant of the argument of, if you don't love this country, then just move. Now, why do I hate this argument so much? One, because it's constantly repeated and it's a bullshit argument to begin with. So, I hate it just because, you know, just because... You know, it's normal human reaction to hate anything that is repeated to, you know, that is repeated ad nauseum over decades. Imagine hearing the same argument basically weekly, basically every single week of your life for decades on end. At a certain point, you might fucking break and just say, shut up. It was a bullshit argument to start with. And it's a even worse bullshit argument because you keep repeating it. You know? Like, you're the first one to make that argument. I love the fact that every single, you know, fucking Republican personality that, you know, that says that argument acts as if they're the first one to ever say that argument. No, you're not. Every single Republican in the history of the Republican Party has said a form of that argument at least once a week, their entire political lives. Right? It's, it's old. Put it to bed, goddamn. But let me actually, you know, let me actually destroy the base of that argument to begin with. Right? My problem with that argument is that it assumes that only conservative Republicans truly love this country, which is bullshit on its face. And even if conservative Republicans would actually, you know, would actually block that thing and say, no, 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 that's not what we mean when we say that. First of all, that is truly what you mean when you say that, because if if that is true, that you don't mean that it's only conservative Republicans that love this country, fine, defend that. Tell me. I want you to tell me, I want you to give me a full list of all the people on the left-wing side of the aisle that you believe actually love this country. And you watch, as even if they are pushed to give that list, you watch as they just happen to list off conservative Democrats. Oh, again... And when you get that list and you see and you see it being a 100% list of conservative Democrats, you say, 
again, you're proving my point. As I said, conservative Republicans, meaning you just listed off you just listed off people that would be conservative Republicans if not for the fact that they're registered Democrats, because they're conservative Democrats. Ergo, you believe that only conservatives can truly love this country. And again, what truly gets me as a leftist is that, is that this argument assumes that I hate this country, right? Let me give an example because the right is super fucking stupid and slow. So I have to give them, I have to give them an actual example because they can't deal with big ideas, right? So imagine if instead, of, instead of talking about the love of one country, let's talk about the love of one's child. Hypothetically, suppose I have a child and I am looking at this child being lazy, being hateful, being vindictive, being spiteful, and uh, it's sitting there knowing in the bottom of my soul that this child could be better. That this child is not, act, is not applying themselves in the correct way. They are going down a path that they shouldn't go down. You know in the heart, in your heart and heart, that as this child's parent, that they could be better. They could be a thousand times better. They could be a million times better if they just applied themselves in the right way. If they just did the right things, right? Got off, you know, got off the drugs, right? Got, you know, got off the drugs, got out of the, got out of the local neighborhood gang and stuff like that. You know this child could be so much better. You know, you've seen this child's test scores. You know that this child has the brain to, if they apply themselves, get themselves into NASA and eventually fucking run all of NASA. Not even just that. Fuck, they could, fuck, they could, you know, with, the, with their test scores, they can run fucking, they could go into the, if you're a capitalist, they can go into Wall Street and fucking run that bitch as the entire boss of Wall Street. They can literally be the wolf of Wall Street. But this time actually doing it legally. Because they're that smart. They know how to play the game so well by the rules that they could basically beat the game of Wall Street legally and be set for life and have their, and have their great, 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 great grandchildren still have billions of dollars in the bank. Right? You know this child is that fucking good. But they're going down a dark path and you as their parent feel it is your duty to at least try to push the child onto a better path. Now, your bullshit nosy neighbor comes, comes over and sees you trying to push the child to change their life, to change, to, you know, to get off the drugs, leave the gang and all that stuff. And they tell you to your face, boy, it, uh, sure seems like you fucking hate this child. I mean, if you hate this child so much, why don't you just fucking, you know, why don't you just fucking drop them off in an orphanage somewhere? Just fucking be done with it. Clearly, you hate, clearly, you are, what you're doing is, is purely out of malice, you know, you're, you're doing this because you're vindictive. You, you have malice for this child. You have hatred in your heart for this child. You, you know, you just want to see this child dead. 
I can see it in your eyes. And you look at this neighbor and you tell him the fuck you're talking about. What I'm doing, I'm doing out of pure love for this child. You are completely reading the situation completely wrong. I have no idea how you got to any of these conclusions, you crazy, psychotic motherfucker. That is, in a nutshell, what is going on between the right and the left. The, what the left is doing, what the socialists, what the communists, what, all, what, you know, what the liberals, what all these people on the left are doing, is purely out of pure love for this country. But the right wing reads it as hate and malice. I have no idea what is wrong. I have no idea what is wrong with, the, with conservative Republicans where they can look at someone expressing genuine love for something like a country, for example, and read it as hatred and malice. Sure says a lot about their uh, of their romantic pursuits if that's what they perceive as love. <laughs> but uh It's just it just is disgusting, really, at the end of the day that what leftists like me are doing is out of pure love and devotion to this country. But they read it as hateful and spiteful. And the reason for that, and I ultimately have discovered why that is. Because. Because. The left, especially the further left, so say leftists like me, you know, socialists, communists, stuff like that. So the far left and the far right they have where they are operating under two different theorems of love right wingers operate under they operate under symbolic love they they don't like for their love for america is specifically in symbols and symbolism and that's it their, you know, the love of, of America. Imagine, imagine if you were to, imagine if you were to convert the love of Republicans for America into a liquid. That liquid would stretch out potentially over the entire width of the planet. But that love would also leave this, you will see this ocean of water, of pure love for this country. But the depth of that water would be, would be measured in less than a quarter inch. It would be less than a quarter inch deep. It is, we, we are talking a wide spanning love for America. But in terms of depth, it's about, a, it's about less than a quarter inch deep it is basically surface level because for example as shown many 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 times when conservatives have been proven wrong on various legal matters they have no idea what's actually in any legal document they claim they love right republicans don't love the constitution 
for the text therein. They love the symbol of the Constitution. They love the Declaration of Independence not for the text therein, but for the symbol of the Declaration of Independence. For example, right-wingers are the type of people that would travel to Boston to go see the Liberty Bell and take pictures of it and revere it as like a basically a religious icon. But if you ask them even these even the easiest, like you ask them a kindergarten level trivia question about the Liberty Bell, they would stare they would stare blankly back at you, slack-jawed, just fucking drooling out of the side of their mouth as they wouldn't even be able to come up with a first word to answer that question. There are kindergartners out there that know more facts and trivia about the Liberty Bell than those currently traveling to Boston to take pictures of themselves with it and revere it as this religious icon. Because while they revere it as a religious icon and so and supposedly love it, they don't love the Liberty Bell for what it actually is, for the history of it and all that stuff. They love it for what it symbolizes. And that's it. Republican, cons conservative and or Republican love for this country is purely symbolic. It is purely surface level. You can ask your Republican uncle the simplest of questions of the actual root text of the Constitution that I guarantee he jerks himself off constantly about how much he loves the Constitution, but he wouldn't be able to, he would not be able to answer even a kindergarten level flash quiz about the Constitution. You know, go to, like, let's look at Donald Trump. Literally, the President of the United States, literally the President of the United States spent four years getting more educated on America than any one man on the planet Earth. This guy had access to any top secret document he had that he wanted at his beck and call for four years. For four years, top secret meant nothing to him because he was the President. He got to see everything. And this man still launched, what was it, 90, 100, nearly 200 lawsuits after, after, his, November, after his November loss you know, to the, uh, in the election. And he lost all of them. In many cases, his, his lawsuit was thrown out before it even got inside a physical courtroom. Because even his own lawyers threw up the jig and told the judge straight to their face, we are not alleging anything. In the press, his lawyers was, were alleging everything because it's legal to lie to the press, but it's illegal and you'll be held in contempt of court, which means potential jail and prison time, if you lie to a judge. If you knowingly lie on purpose to a judge, that is... There are heavy penalties for that. And so, immediately his lawyers would throw up the white flag and say, Nope, we're not alleging, we're not, we're not alleging Jack Diddley shit. And so, 
In all these lawsuits, it showed that Donald Trump, the president of the United States of America, did not know a fucking thing about the ba the most basic of laws in this country. And as the president of the United States of America for the Republican Party, he is he was literally the best of the Republican Party. He was the one guy the Republican Party chose to run for presidential office in 2016. So, he not only represented himself, he represented his entire party. Same thing with Biden right now and the Democrats. Biden right now represents the entire Democratic Party because he was the one guy out of the entire army of people that, that ran that at the end of the day, the Democrats chose to, to run for their party for the, for the office of president. So he was so Biden was basically declared the best of the best of the best of the current crop of Democrats that ran. Same thing with Trump. And this guy couldn't answer a fucking basic question about the Constitution, Bill of Rights, or anything like that. You like you know, and it was funny during his presidency, go back, there are video clips of this. It went viral where he was like for that he alleged that he loved the Bible. And he was asked point blank on air what his favorite passage of the Bible was. And he couldn't name it. Supposedly, this great Bible-thumping president, this great president who loved the Bible, who revered it, couldn't name a single word from the Bible that, he, that, was, that was his favorite from this document that he revered so much. Supposedly. But that goes back to proving my point. Is that Donald Trump and Republicans and conservatives don't love the Bible for the text therein. They love the Bible as a symbol. You know, whenever you see, whenever you see the cross, in, you know, on on a book cover, you know, like painted onto a billboard or whatever, or a placard or you know, poster board. That's what the conservative Republicans love. They love the they love symbolism. They love symbols. They pray to symbols. They worship symbols. They don't actually care or want to know about anything on a deeper level. Cut to left-wingers like me. Whereas we love things for what they are. Our love, conversely, if you, if you took the entire love of the left for America and converted it into water and did the whole thing again, sure, the water, width-wise, would measure about maybe two feet, three feet across, width-wise. It wouldn't be very wide. But, if you, were to t if you were to take a tape measure and go vertical, so if you were to instead, if you were instead to, to measure that, that water on the y-axis rather than the x-axis, that, the water depth would be deeper than the Mariana Trench by hundreds and hundreds of miles. More than likely, more than likely, if you were to get to the very bottom depth of this two to, feet, two to three feet wide giant trench 
of water, of the, of the pure love of the left for America, you'd probably it probably measure damn near close, probably like a couple within like a couple of inches of the center of the core of the Earth itself. It would be that deep. Because, because those on the left, we have no, we have no time or want for symbols. If you go to a left winger's house, you're probably not going to see an American flag flying. It that doesn't mean they don't that doesn't mean they don't love America. It just means that instead of a instead of conservative Republicans jerking off the you know the the flag every day, we're not symbol minded. I'm not saying simple, by the way. I'm saying symbol, as in symbolism. We're not symbolism-minded. We're not symbol-minded. We don't have any time for symbols or graphics or anything like that. We don't give a shit. We're not going to show our love of America through symbols, through holding up a Bible or holding up an American flag or holding up a you know, a bullshit fucking mistranslated version of the Constitution, uh, you know, that, that, you, that your friend named Dave gave to you as a joke present one year. Um, we don't have any time for that shit. Because we're actually working to make this country better. We're not just jerking this country off. We're actually, make, we're actually making the country work for that, for that jerk-off session. If this country wants to get a blowjob from left-wingers, it has to actually work for it. It doesn't get it for free. See, Republicans are like fucking back-alley, you know, fucking no-teeth, you know, fucking sluts for America. Uncle Sam walks around the corner and, you know, an entire army of Republican whores just pile onto, onto Uncle Sam. And constantly fighting each other to give Uncle Sam a freebie blowjob. Just because they, they loved Uncle Sam for being Uncle Sam. Period. End of discussion. Whereas left-wingers, we have a little bit more pride in our bodies. And we're not going to give, we're not going to give any sort of sexual gratification to Uncle Sam until that motherfucker works for it. Right? That motherfucker wants us to blow him. That motherfucker wants us to have sex with him? Motherfucker, you're going to have to work for it. Motherfucker, you're going to have to work for it. We love you. We know you can be better. And we know you can do it. We know you have the capacity to do what is required to earn us. But baby, you're going to have to earn us. Capital E, earn us. You're going to have to fucking work for it. You're going to have to improve yourself. You're going to have to make yourself a little bit more sexy, a little bit more fashionable. You're going to have to improve yourself, you know? And that's the point. Is I love this country because I know it can be better. And what I fucking hate is when my love of this country is read as malice and hatred. Oh, King Arthur... You hate America so much, you should just fucking leave. No, motherfucker, I don't hate this country. In fact, I guarantee you, I love this country more than you do. Man, especially plainly due to the fact that <laughs> I could I could whoop your ass in a America trivia question, right? You sit me down for a trivial pursuit, pr trivial pursuit game, America edition, 
and I'll whoop any Republican. You know, I would love to sit down with Glenn Beck or even like name the shiny the the knights in shining armor for the right, right? I'll sit down with Mitch McConnell. I'll sit down with Glenn Beck, Lars Larson, Rush Limbaugh. You know, fucking Tucker Carlson. You know, Hannity. You name it. Name the right. Name the Republican thinking head or whatever, and I'll and I'll sit down, challenge them to a game of Trivial Pursuit America Edition, and watch me whoop their ass. Because my love for this America, for America, is not skin deep. It is not. It is not measured in a quarter inch or less. My love for this country is measured in deeper than the Mariana Trench, potentially within inches of the core of the Earth itself. That's how deep my love for this country runs. I'm just not. I'm just not very. I'm just. <laughs> The problem is that, unlike you, I'm not symbol-minded. I don't care about symbols. I don't care about the American flag. I don't care about the Constitution. That's why, that's why if I hear about any sort of public schools getting rid of displays of the Constitution or the American flag, I couldn't give, the, I couldn't give even the remotest fuck. Because those are just symbols. Those aren't why I love America. I love America for its ideas. I love America for its ideas, its ideals, its stuff like that. I don't care about the symbols. Fucking get rid of the American flag for all I care about. I don't care. If tomorrow the federal government passed a law making all flags, all flag displays illegal, that would not hamper or negatively impact my love of this country one bit. Not one bit. It would tarnish their love for Republicans, because that's all they love, is literally just the symbols. But I don't care. I couldn't give a fuck. Go to my room right now in, in, in my house. I don't have a single fucking flag in my room. Because, I don't, because that's not why I love America. I don't care about the symbols. I care about helping people. I care about, you know, I care about the deeper things about America. And just like the child example I gave earlier in this podcast, just like that child, as the hypothetical child's parent looking at America, I know it can be better. I know America could be better. Easily. America has... America, un, America more so than any country on the planet Earth, is perfectly set up to be the best country for human rights and, hu and just human life in general on the face of the planet. And the fact that it's not meeting even the most basic of standards for that is what makes me disappointed. Is going, you could be so much better, but why aren't you? You know, you have the capacity to be the best country in the world, yet you would rather hang out with gang leaders like ICE and shit. Why? And before anyone gets on me about, well, if you don't if you don't support ICE, then you're not American. Let me tell you something. I was born in 1995, meaning I'm literally old, meaning I am literally older than ICE is. ICE was created in 2002. Get your facts straight, motherfucker. If ICE, if 
if I if your love for America is entirely connected to whether or not ICE exists, then I feel sorry for then clearly I'm not a true American because I was literally born six or seven years. I literally was I was literally like six or seven years old when ICE was literally birthed into this world. And guess what? Go back to the 1990s. Go back to the 1980s. Go back to the 1970s. Go back to the 1960s. Hell, go back to the 1860s. Americans were just fine before the creation of ICE. Right? And so Americans will be just fine without it again. Americans lived fine, natural lives. They were born. They, they lived their lives. And then they eventually died. Perfectly happy, healthy lives. They got to pursue their, their happiness and all the American rights and all that stuff without ICE. Same thing with the Patriot Act. We can, we can, fully, we can fully just delete the Patriot Act because that wasn't, because again, that was created in the 2000s. Meaning I, I again am literally older than both ICE and the Patriot Act. Meaning, I got, meaning for a brief period of time when I was a child, I got to live life before ICE, before the Patriot Act. And guess what? Clearly, let me tell you something. Let me, let me tell you something astonishing. I'm still alive. Literally, my day-to-day -day life did not drastically improve or decrease in quality by the creation of ICE and the creation of the Patriot Act or the lack thereof before so. Uh, my life was practically the same before ICE, before uh, all of that. And so that's also what I love about, the, about you know, Republicans is right now, uh, the Biden administration is signaling that it wants to wind down ICE and potentially one day might get rid of it. And they're acting as if Biden is that by doing this, Biden is getting rid of something that was that has been with this country since it, since its very foundation. That in that in 1776, the founding fathers created ICE and the Patriot Act. No, they didn't. Both things were created in the 2000s. Meaning, many of these Republicans who are like 40 or 50 years old literally lived a majority of their lives before ICE, before the Patriot Act. And let me tell you something. They were fine. America still had a border. America still had a functioning border. America still had a functioning uh, border patrol and all this stuff before ICE and before the Patriot Act. ICE and the Patriot Act were created out of fear. They weren't created out of, out of a mathematical formula to deliver the best sort of justice. ICE and, ICE and the Patriot Act were created literally within weeks to months of 9-11. These programs and these laws were written under a miasma of countrywide fear from 9-11. They weren't created because some scientists put on their lab coats and came up with the, with the most scientifically accurate laws ever to be devised by humankind. No. 
These were, <clears throat> these were laws and these were organizations created from the ground up to be ruthful and bigoted and hateful and spiteful as possible because that is the groundwork for, what, for why they were created. I apologize for the hard cut uh, and the potential noise you're probably going to hear now because I had to cut the podcast off right after, right after I got done saying the last thing uh, because I had to... Uh, I have to go somewhere. I have to, I have to do a quick little errand. And I decided to uh, finish the thought before I f- completely forget it and try to come back to this podcast, like, you know, tomorrow or something like that. Uh, I might as well just finish the podcast off, you know, screw the fucking, you know, background noise and everything. Uh, so... But yes, ICE was created, ICE and the Patriot Act were created out of a miasma of fear, you know, and hate and bigotry after, you know, literally weeks to months after 9-11. And so that's why getting rid of those things, getting rid of those laws, getting rid of those organizations is actually an objectively good and moral thing to do to get rid of a problem to get, you know, to get rid of a mistake our country entered into a deal with the devil that our, that our country signed because of its fear during the height of 9-11. And so, since it's been decades upon decades since 9-11, it's now finally time to uh, start stripping away those things because we no longer, they are no longer necessary. And so, with that being said going back to the whole thing, yes. Republicans and conservatives need to get off their fucking high horse like they have some exclusive trademark uh, with the love of America. They don't. And in fact, their love of America is, again, barely skin deep. It is beyond disgusting. You know, they will literally wear, like, American flag capes and American flag jackets and, you know, wear t-shirts that that say respect the Constitution or leave and all this stuff. But they they don't know even the most basic of factoid facts about this country. Again, I, you know, again, I could do a are you smarter than a fifth grader sort of thing exclusively about factoids of America, and they would, and Republicans would lose unanimously every single time. They don't know jack diddly shit about this country. Uh, I, you know, I'd like you to ask any, I'd like, I'd like, you know, for those out there who are Republicans, I have a simple question for you. So it's a very simple question. Uh, name the last law that you know of that was passed recently. So name the most recent law that was passed and signed by an American president. Signed into law. Name it. And not only do I want you to actually give me its full legal name, not just a short name or a meme name that you came up with or saw on the internet. No, I want its full legal name. The actual name that appeared on the document that slid across the president's desk. Number one. Number two. Same sort of... So this goes with the same question. This is a two-parter question. Number two, I want you to tell me every single thing that is in that law. Basically what I'm saying is, off the top of your head, not copying and pasting with like a computer, but literally off the top of your head, I want you to basically read off from the top of your head every single detail from that bill. 
So I want you to, in your head, go from page one to the final page of that bill. In your head, without any sort of, without any sort of study aid or computer or smartphone or anything like that. <clears throat> I want you to do that for me. And the fact that you can't, the fact that I guarantee you will fail this, and you know in your heart of hearts that you will fail this question, proves that your love of this country is barely skin deep. You love the symbols of this country. You don't actually love this country for what it is and what it's currently doing. And again, I find it completely bullshit and hypocritical for people to, you know, say, oh, if you don't love this country, then get out. You know, because I guarantee 100% of the January 6th rioters that broke into Congress, I guarantee 100% of them believe the same sort of thing. Like, I guarantee all those Trump supporters that broke into Congress on January 6th, I guarantee 100% of them, you know, live by the mantra, if you don't love this country, then get out. Okay. So that means that means it sh that means that it is unanimous. All conservatives, 100% of all conservatives believe that 100% of all uh, of all those that rioted on January 6th should be deported. Right? I'm just trying to live by your standards. Your standards are if you don't love this country, then get out. And clearly breaking into Congress Breaking windows and smashing windows and attacking police officers and all that stuff shows a little bit more disdain for this country than normal. So clearly Hannity, Rush Limbaugh, you know, all of them, all the chuckle fucks believe that 100% of all Trump supporters who were in Washington, D.C. on the date of January 6, 2021 should be deported. Just again just again living by their own standards. But again, the funniest thing is they don't like living by their own standards, right? For two decades now, for two decades now, uh, we have been living in the aftermath of 9-11. And so for two decades, we saw the Republicans do everything they can to prove their absolute hate for any and all, for any and all things Muslim and Islam. Right? They were fine with they were fine with the TSA racial profiling uh, you know brown people, you know, because they might be terrorists. They were fine with all this stuff. They were you know, they you know what go back to Fox News in the early two thousands and I want you to just tally up the amount of times they used the word terrorist or terrorism. Right? I guarantee you I guarantee you it's in the millions and that's just one day of broadcast. And yet you see now what happens when that label of terrorist and terrorism gets applied to conservatives because of the January 6th riots. How much they don't want it applied to them. You know, they're, they're acting all offended that the left would even dare call uh, right-wingers terrorists because they are. Uh, they literally meet, they literally meet all definitions of terrorists. The January 6th rioters literally meet all definitions of terrorists. And uh, yet, at the same time, they are literally offended at the very idea of calling right-wingers terrorists. Oh, really? So now suddenly you're offended of the term terrorism, a term you had no problem.
problem for two decades straight throwing at every brown and black person you could throw it at. Because you had no problem calling Black Lives Matter terrorists. You had no problem call you had no problem calling Antifa terrorists. You had no problem calling left wingers as a whole terrorists. You had no problem as, you know as a whole saying the Democrat Party is a party of terrorists. You have no problem at all with you have no problem at all flinging the, the label at everyone else. But the moment it's applied to you, suddenly that's wrong. Right? But that's ultimately, again, because Republicans live by the mantra and creed that that rules for thee, but not for me. That Republicans live under the creed of do as I say, not as I do. Right? Republicans love, you know, Republicans literally bathe in hypocrisy every night. Every single night that they take, every single night and morning that they take, that Republicans take showers, take baths, you know, go into, go into a jacuzzi spa, go to a, go to a pool... They literally, they literally bathe in waters of hypocrisy, right? The entire mantra and religion of conservative Republicans is that of hypocrisy, period, end of discussion. And so no wonder why these conservatives constantly apply labels to their political enemies and sometimes they're actual physical enemies that they would never want applied to them. So, it's just beyond gross and disgusting. And again, just please get off your fucking high horse, conservatives. Get off your fucking high horse like you supposedly own the trademark to loving America and no one else loves America. Bullshit. You don't even love America. What the fuck? Some car just fucking honked and it was literally as loud as a fucking train horn. What the fuck? Anyway. Uh, you don't even love America. You know, as supposedly as you claim you do. You fucking don't. And I can literally, objectively prove it to you. Just give me a chance to do Trivial Pursuit with your ass, America edition. And I'll prove to you beyond a shadow of a doubt when I trounce your ass in, in factoids about America that you don't love America as much as you think you fucking do. You love your love of America is literally measured in is literally measured in you know centimeters. And what is that? You know, and what is that? Whatever is smaller than a centimeter, millimeter, a millimeter smaller. Again, I'm not. I'm not a. I, I'm an American. I, I go by the imperial system. I don't know. I don't know jack diddly shit about the metric system. But whatever. But whatever's the smallest measurement known to scientific kind. That is basically how deep, quote unquote, the conservative Republican love for America is, and. While at the same time, while having a love for America measured in that sort of lack of depth, they hold it over as a crown of honor over all others, saying if you, saying that if your love of America is deeper than mine, that means you actually hate America. By the rules I have set up in my head, if your love of America is deeper than my own, you actually conversely hate America. But if your love of America is shallower than my love of America, then in fact, you actually love America more than I do. They literally live in this Alice in Wonderland topsy-turvy world where, where down is up and up is down and right is left and, and nothing makes fucking sense.
And this is the kind of shit that happens when when one watches, you know, a little bit too much uh, conservative news broadcasts. It's beyond mind-numbing and bullshit. And it's about time I end this fucking podcast because I'm about done with this topic. So, with that, I'll see you guys next time. Thank you guys for listening. Thank you guys for being here. And I'll talk to you guys next time. Bye.